Yo, that is the German Tim K, and you are listening to Verbally Challenged. Because the original cut of Star Wars, when everybody watched it, nobody liked it. All of his friends are like, this is bad. You know, Steven Spielberg was the one that said, you know, you've got good characters here, but the story doesn't make sense. here and welcome back to verbal challenge i got a couple of very special guests here with me today first up eric b what's up dude yo what's up jose how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good josh is here as well josh fisher regular on the show what's up dude what's up man hope you've been doing well been missing seeing you on breaking the mold oh i'm gonna be <laughs> back very very soon on the very next episode actually i know yeah. i'm excited man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, school, man. It's school, school semester. You know, I have these late classes, which interfered with the podcast. So um, I, I was happy to say it was a successful return. I got an A minus in English, an A in business, and a B in statistics and probability. And that was the class that was fucking scaring me. <laughs> yeah, I hate statistics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this shit was tough, man. Everybody that I know um, said that they failed that class. They always had to take it like again, at least yeah. a second time. So that was like my fear. And I was like, man, being in it, I'm like, this is tough. Some stuff I grasped like, pretty okay. Other things I was like, whoa, like I really had to put my head in the books and, you know, read and, you know, look up. You know, thank God, you know, the age we live in today where you could go to YouTube or something like that and look up, you know, um, a problem or look up a subject and you could just pretty much find it. And they basically, you know, if you feel like your teacher isn't doing enough, you know, good enough job sort of teaching you in class, you could sort of overcome like in other ways, you know, but yeah, I mean, you pay so much for college, you know, and you got to still go to YouTube and other sources to sort of like learn. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Um, but successful uh, return to school. It was awesome. And I got a little bit of a reprieve before I, I go back. So I'm going to be on the next few episodes of BTM. And um, I didn't, tell the guys yet so i'll break this news to you um like when looking for classes for the next semester i'm gonna try to take uh, a class like earlier than the time that i was going for this past semester and that might let me stay on the podcast oh, um, nice. for spring yeah because the only thing we, uh, i would have to do is try to change my work schedule and they should be able to do that for me like if it's for school shouldn't be a problem yeah if i'm able to get my schedule like just moved up by like an hour where i'm able to leave work at four instead of five um i could make the five thirty class and i'll be done by um a quarter to seven and then I'll definitely be home before eight o'clock to, to record the show and stuff. So. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's great, man. I'm, I'm hope that, I hope that works out. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to, I just want to clear that with the job first before I, I check out and, and register for those classes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, I don't have to change anything later. They're going to be like, nope, nope, we can't change your schedule. And I'm going to be like, fuck. I'll be late to class every day. 
Yeah, that wouldn't be good. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for hanging out tonight, guys. Uh, We're here to discuss Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, just recently released in theaters. Um, The third movie of this sequel trilogy, just wrapping up the whole Skywalker saga. You know, as it always seems to be with these Star Wars releases, you know, it's a very popular brand, very popular franchise. So there's a lot of feelings one way or the other other you know when these movies come out you know some people love these films or they hate them you know or somewhere in between sometimes i feel like there's no in between it either seems like there's just a lot of love or a lot of hate um you know and i just try to stay away from all the the bullshit like online when it comes to that because i'm not mm-hmm. somebody that's into negativity but um you know but as you you know browse the interwebs you know you do see stuff and you know stuff comes across your way so i wanted to get your guys thoughts on the film what did you guys think of this um and we could just discuss you know the star wars trilogy overall um because i don't i think it's going to be difficult to discuss this without discussing the prior films and and how we all got to this one so um right off the bat you know eric and josh before we get into the meat and the discussion i just want to get a score um and then we'll go into the discussion moving forward so what would you give this film out of 10 if you if you have a score in your head uh eric i'll start with you i'm gonna give it a nine. Ooh, okay so you enjoyed the film awesome what about you josh Actually, that's what the score I've been giving it as well. I enjoyed the hell out of it. All right. Nine. It was interesting. I was trying to get an extra zero on the podcast because I saw on Facebook that he didn't like the movie. Um, I know Dust didn't like the movie. I was trying to get him on as well. So it would have been nice to get um, some counterpoints. I enjoyed the movie as well. I'd probably give it an eight. Um, You know, but I'm not... I mean, I guess disclaimer, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not like a super, super Star Wars geek. Like I'm not, you know, previous, I wasn't into all the expanded universe stuff like previously. Like I do have an idea about certain things and certain storylines, but I'm not one of those that have read the novels or read all the comic books. And, you know, I basically, I watch these films and I watch the media. I haven't even watched like Clone Wars and stuff like that, which I do um, want to start watching because uh, the guys on BTM, a lot of them have watched it. They recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 I know that's considered canon as far as the Star Wars universe. So I definitely want to check that out. I think Rebels is also another show um, mm-hmm. that's also um, canon in this universe. But um, but basically, I'm just I go by the films, you know. So it's like what you know, what I see is what I get, and that's basically what I base my opinions off of, not off of anything else. So I'm um, glad to hear you guys enjoyed it. And um, so you guys giving it a score of nine out of ten. Um, I guess you guys felt it was a a good wrap up to this overall story arc. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they did a great job of tying in everything and kind of buttoning it up. Um, I, like you, am a Star Wars fan, but not a super uh, knowledgeable person. I guess I don't dive as deep as many people into like the extended universe. But for me, um, Star Wars didn't start with four, five and six. As a kid, I didn't really like those. Um, It was just kind of boring to me. But when I seen episode one, two and three, that's what got me re, uh, I guess, reintroduced to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that did it for me. And and this was no different than those movies to me. It made me like all of those even more. Okay, nice. What about you, Josh? Well, I'm the opposite there. I grew up with it. Uh, it was absolutely one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. But when, and you know, I did read all the comics, I did read all the books and played all the video games and the expanded universe stuff. And then when the prequels hit, I was very turned off. Mm-hmm. So, from about 
after Revenge of the Sith, I kind of checked out for a while. I didn't, uh, I didn't read anything anymore uh, because the Yuzhan Vong stuff that they started doing back in 2002 was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the novels and stuff. Uh, but I never watched Clone Wars and Rebels. But now this new trilogy, I, you know, I got excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially that first trailer when you see Han Solo and Chewbacca, I was like, "Oh my God, they're they're continuing this." Uh, so I was excited, and you know, loved the Force Awakens. Had a lot of fun with it. Absolutely, really loved Last Jedi, you know. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I have to say, when I watched it, it was the most fun. And most enjoyment I've gotten out of a live action Star Wars movie in a theater in my life. Wow. And, and that, you know, the one that I had the most fun in before that was uh, Return of the Jedi when I was seven years old and me and my cousins all went to see it. Mm. But this was me and Misty and Madison, and we all just really enjoyed it. And of course, both of them, they were pretty emotional at certain parts they started crying and didn't stop crying until the movie was over <laughs> and me i watched it the entire time with either my mouth either with a big shit eating grin on my face or jaw dropped open like whoa i just saw that happen uh so yeah i had a great time i absolutely enjoyed it now as a standalone film it's not as good uh obviously but because this is the ending of a nine saga film 10 if you count rogue one 11 if you count solo Mm -hmm. and i kind of do because those films are tied to the universe uh you know as a wrapping it all up in that aspect i think it's a nine out of ten in that regard but as a standalone movie i'd probably have to give it like a six or something yeah yeah, well, just it's just it's dependent on the other films in the particular in this particular trilogy, just like the mm-hmm. way the prequel trilogy was and the and the way the original trilogy was. Um, if you watch any of those without the other, um, you'd probably be a little bit lost, you know. Except yeah. of course for the first one, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Four, um, mm-hmm. you know, or I guess the Phantom Menace. If you would just watch that and start with that, because that's also the beginning of a tale. Like you're not really required to know anything previously so um all right that's interesting what was it about the prequels that made you check out josh uh where to begin um i just think they're the weakest movies out of all of them okay um i just i didn't care for this the actual dialogue mm-hmm. and i've always tried to defend that dialogue with you're dealing with basically a group of politicians and a group of monks like buddhist warrior monks mm-hmm. um so yeah they're gonna have some wonky dialogue but you know get to watching it more and more i'm like who talks like that nobody and it's just i didn't enjoy them as much because just about everything is green screen and cgi yep. and it did not age well and a lot of it looks bad by today's standards the blending of practical effects and sets just adds that depth and weight and realism to me and i just think that i don't know man just certain story beats just mm-hmm. way bogged down and too much into this civil war and why it came about and this and that and the politics of everything i just didn't enjoy those aspects as much yeah yeah i hear you and i do agree like i think that, that 
prequel trilogy is the weakest out of all these nine films. Um, and then, you know, and it's true what you said. Like, I feel like, I mean, I, of course, you know, at the time those films came out, that was the pinnacle of special effects, you know? Like, it's like, oh, look at what they could do now, you know, with this stuff. This is what, you know, George Lucas probably wish he could have done with the original Star Wars. And, you know, they did a lot of, like, like re-editing of the original films around that time also right to make them like look better yeah, yeah. and 97 they released them in like january and february i think of 97 yeah special editions so you know i think that's pretty cool i know there's a lot of like you know filmmakers and purists that are like oh you should never do that and you know like change the original works but i mean you know it's those it, you know if he owned those movies he's the creator director whatever if he wanted to do that um i feel like that's up to him like now when i look mm -hmm. back you know people might not like it but i think it makes those original that original trilogy like which is way more watchable um especially with with this trilogy that we got now and that prequel trilogy because like you said josh everything was green screen you saw all this technology and floating cars and look at this you know majestic city and, and you know and then you and this is supposed to be before four five and six and then you watch four five and six and everything just looks grimy and dirty and you could just yep. tell that it was made in sort of like in a different era um it just doesn't seem to match like that was sort of like the big thing with me is that everything looks sort of like clean and like you said too clean and green screen with the prequels and then um i feel like they went back to form with the force awakens that's what i really liked about the force awakens is that to me like it felt like a star like a real star wars movie because i'm like man it felt sort of like the original trilogy like it felt real like not it didn't seem yes. like everything was a green screen you know yes um, so that's and what i thought yeah and you know especially if you watch the the prequels in like 1080p or 4k you really see the flaws in the and the CGI and the green screen work and everything now that you didn't really notice back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really pulls you out of it at times. It's so they must have cleaned that up then because I've been watching them on uh, Disney Plus. Shout out to the Disney Plus app. Um, I've been watching them again on there, and I don't notice it as much as I did when I watched it on DVD recently. I, mean, I don't know, man. I just watched them right before the movie, and that was the impression I was getting. You know, right. watched them on, watched them on my TV on Disney Plus, and I was just like, "Oh, that looks bad." Yeah. You know, by by today's standards, for its time, it looked fine. Yeah. But you know, I was still just not the biggest fan of those movies because I thought they were weaker. Yeah, so, I hear. For me, man, those were those were my Star Wars. Um, although I knew of the other ones as a kid and seen them on TV, like pieces of them on TV, because I can never sit through a full one as a kid. Um, those brought me into the universe and I knew who Darth Vader was. Everybody knew who Luke was and his sister Leia. Mm -hmm. um, but I never understood the story because I never gave it time to sit through it. And the prequels helped me um, to, to get through that. So now I wanted to know more because of the mm -hmm. prequels and I was looking at it more so as a movie, which helped me to understand the original saga. Then moving forward to these last three, man, it was, that was a great way to end it. I'll just say that they really did a good job and I don't have to have more if they gave it to us. Cool. But um, I felt satisfied as a, as a paying customer of the star Wars franchise. Okay. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to add on to that, you know, and while I grew up with the originals, 
I don't hate the prequels. I just, they're my least favorites, right? Yeah. You know, there's good and bad in all three trilogies, and I'm not going to deny that. But I love the fact that, you know, because these movies, when they were released, they were made for the kids of that generation. And they always bring in new fans to the franchise, so therefore the franchise lives on. So I'm never going to hate on them for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like my favorites are not going to be everybody else's favorites. But that's what's beautiful because this saga has something for everyone. Yeah, and I think it brought everybody together, too, um, the, the new and the old um, fans. And when I say new and old, I, I mean there's a, a age group, an age gap between when I saw it versus when some of you guys got into Star Wars. And I felt like this brought everybody back to Star Wars, the people who, the new people who had never heard of Star Wars, the people who were my age and the people who were like in you got in your age uh, specifically, Josh, because I think me and Jose are a little closer in age. Um, but yeah, it brought a lot of people back, all the Star Wars family back into, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think this trilogy specifically brought in more new fans than the prequel trilogy did. Oh yeah. I, I could see that. Totally. Yeah, I think I think so because I and to me these these were just so much better made than than the prequels and and those prequels are honestly those are the ones I'm least familiar with. Like by the time I remember getting into Star Wars and watching these films, like I was young, but the the original trilogy was already out. Like I like I guess my earliest memories like maybe around eighty eight of you know just seeing the reruns you know on Channel Eleven or whatever. You know I know I didn't see any of the originals in the theater um, until they started re releasing them. I think in the nineties. Um, and then we were like, you know what? Well, nah, let's just go and watch them there. Um, you know, and as a kid, um, I, I liked it and stuff and I was into it. But I guess because of all the other stuff, you know, that we were into, like from the 80s, it wasn't like Transformers or anything where I really got deep into this. Like, you know, I enjoy Star Wars and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but I enjoyed other things more like the superhero stuff and Transformers and whatnot. But um, I always enjoyed this. Um, and then working in the comic shop, in the nineties, you know, we sold these figures. They started re-releasing, you know, making newer versions of like, but you know, those three and three quarter figures from, you know, back in the day. And, and then that's where I started getting introduced to the expanded stuff. Cause you know, working in the comic shop, you read a comic here and there. Um, but again, like I said, it just wasn't, I wasn't a big, big fan enough to be like, I want to read all of this. Like it was just, uh, you know, the movies and I was good with that. And then, um, you know, hearing that they were going to do the prequels, it was exciting because then it's like, oh, okay, you got to kind of see the story. Um, but then watching those films, it's like, eh, you know, I didn't really think that they were all that. I didn't really enjoy them a lot. Uh, my favorite was Revenge of the Sith, though. Like that is, uh, that's one of the ones that I even like to this day, I, I, I put it up there. Like that one I like, um, even that, you know, added all these three trilogies, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's pretty high on my list. Um, but Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, I'm just like, eh. But, um, but I do enjoy some of those story beats as far as just seeing just the story of the Galactic, the Senate, and how, like, you know, how dire things got and how Palpatine was able to, I guess, basically manipulate things behind the scenes to seize power and you see how it becomes... Uh, you know how it becomes an empire, basically. So that I did enjoy that, but the but it's true. Like the, a lot of the dialogue from those prequels is just very stilted and very just like 
you know, I'm assuming they just spoke like that on purpose because I'm like, people don't act like this. They don't talk like this. So he must be directing them to talk like this and to act like this because. Um, oh, he did. And, you know, yeah. he's the one that wrote the dialogue. And because that's how he thinks people should talk to each other, I guess, like especially the romance stuff. Yeah. That is some cringy stuff he wrote. Yeah. Uh, it goes back for, for him, it goes back to um, to like you brought up earlier, monks. Um, he's he's a Buddhist, and when you read a lot of old Buddhist manuscripts and stuff like that, um, it, it kind of reads like that. Um, so I think for him, he got a lot of inspiration from that and a lot of spiritual stuff, and I think yeah. that's why he put a lot of that stuff in there like that. And I agree, the dialogue was a little was a little off at times, um, mm -hmm. but I got it. I I, I get where he, why he did it. I, why I mean, is it a decision that? that we would have made no but i, I can kind of see why he did it okay guys a quick time out so i can put you on to the realm of collectors the realm of collectors is an online community of friends that have become like family with a shared goal of providing a space where you can share your hobbies and chat with others that have similar interests subscribe today to the realm of collectors youtube channel and hit that bell for all notifications the realm goes live almost every day of the week with several podcasts like enter the realm breaking the mold figure banging and mpsp theater go to youtube.com today to subscribe visit our website realmofcollectors.com on the site is a blog section with entries provided by members of the community just like you a gallery of toy photography from members all over the world that have used the hashtag realm of collectors on instagram links to all the podcasts at the cool table podcast network and our contact information in case you have any inquiries about the realm don't forget to join our online community on facebook the group name is realm of collectors answer the three questions and boom you're in follow us on instagram at realm of collectors and follow the hashtag realm of collectors for all the latest toy news and updates on all the happenings in the group. So what are you waiting for? Search Realm of Collectors online right now and join the Realm community. See you there. Yeah, I mean, he's just you know, taking all that stuff super serious and this yeah. is just the world that these characters live in and maybe that's just the way like they talk. Like, you know, but it's just, um, again, it's just weird. Like, you know, and, they, and we've, not that we've talked about it, but I remember it being talked about in the past. It's just like, um, you know, Portman and this dude that played Anakin um, just had no chemistry, which is like true. Didn't really seem like they connected. And then again, the bad dialogue, like um, the love story, it was there and you kind, you're kind of seeing it play out. But those were my my least favorite parts of like the that second film. And um, dude, the way he was looking at her in Attack of the Clones, I mean, that's like closet rapist kind of looks at <laughs> Hayden Christensen or whatever his name is. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, Christensen. Uh, yeah. And you know, I've seen him in other movies outside of this. He's not a bad actor. No, uh, he no, does he does anger not. very very well. But I think I attribute a lot of the issues that I have with the prequel trilogies to Lucas's directing style. Mm -hmm. and choice of editing style mm -hmm. because the original cut of star wars when everybody watched it nobody liked it all of his friends are like this is bad you know steven spielberg was the one that said you know you've got good characters here but the story doesn't make sense it was his wife his ex-wife now mm -hmm. and another one of the guys that worked for them that re-edited and recut it and kind of turned it what it is what turned it into what it became and then his original edit of Empire Strikes Back, 
uh, Lawrence Kasdan and Irvin Kirshner, the director, uh, Kasdan was a screenwriter. They didn't care for it. And Kirshner, you know, he turned in his edit. Lucas was mad, <laughs> which is why he went with R Richard Marquand to direct Return of the Jedi, because that was his yes man. Mm hmm. And that's why and, that one wasn't as good. <laughs> Probably wasn't. I think good. I think the ones that are the weakest in all of the films are the ones that he directed. Mm -hmm. Now, I give him all the credit in the world for creating the universe and his lore building and world building. But mm -hmm. the directing style and dialogue style that he chose just weren't the best. No. Uh, it's not even like just you know and again i love the original trilogy but when you mm -hmm. go back some of that stuff is like cringy when you look at it like it, even in the very beginning of star wars like uh when, yeah. you know when he's going to leia you know you know right you know and you know the whole shit like he's got you know when the vader fucking walks into the scene and he looks like he's got like his hands on his hips and like just like his body movement and his motions i'm like this doesn't like look good like compared to the way like you see him now and then you see them in your mind and then you see certain little things like that and it's like oh that looks off that doesn't look right you know but you well, know it, it was also a lot of that too in the original you know david prowse did all the dialogue on set and he's scottish mm -hmm. uh, and his mannerisms don't match up with the dubbed language that james earl jo jones did like you'll see him, he'll start, he'll say something, and then all of a sudden he'll be gesturing as he's supposed to be talking, but he's his lines are finished, <laughs> and it's it's weird looking. Um, so yeah. yeah, I get I get some of that stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, but I mean, this one, I mean, with this sequel trilogy, um, you know, I know there's been like a lot of hey, you know, like a, like a lot of people that don't like Ray, you know, there's a lot of, you know people that feel like Finn was a lot of missed potential. Um, I mean, watching this film, I, like I said, I enjoyed it a lot, but there's just always certain things. And, and I felt like all the star Wars movies, maybe except the prequels um, are like guilty of this is that you, you know, you, you see these characters in very specific moments in time, like in these movies. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you, you get all these characters and and there's so much lore and story behind it that it's like if you knew about it you might be like okay this is cool or this character's cool but um you're just like like oh like back in the day was boba fett and i don't know if i've spoken about this to any of you guys before but i remember like back in the day always you people were like oh boba fett so dope so dope but if you watch that original trilogy you're like why why like for what he was standing around in the first one just standing around didn't do shit and then in the third one he got a little bit of action you know with on the barge and stuff like that but he still kind of went out like a punk and mm -hmm. shit so i'm like why is this dude so cool yeah. i mean all he did was successfully track the falcon to bespin and alerted the imperials and they're like okay well we're gonna take all these you can have this guy for your payment uh I, you know but in the first one he wasn't even in it he was just reinserted in the Jabba scene in the special edition. Okay, so that's where I because, remember in the first one. He's a standard. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was actually created, and his first in canon appearance, which is no longer in canon, but his first appearance was the Star Wars holiday special that Dustin and I yeah. watched on Christmas Eve on the Rock Watch, actually. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> but. The only good part of that show, <laughs> um, but that was his introduction, and they hopped him up for like a year and a half, 
before Empire Strikes Back. I mean, they would have parades and he would be like walking side by side with Darth Vader and people would be like, oh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Mm. The mail away figure that you could get with the rocket firing backpack, Boba Fett. And then you get him and admittedly he looks cool as fuck. And I loved his original voice that mm. they used for him. But then he was just like, yeah. And then you get something like the Mandalorian. So, uh, which is another a discussion for another show, <laughs> like Boba who? Yeah, you know, I, I guess maybe you hit it on the head there. Like, I guess it's the marketing and whatnot. Like, I again, I was young with this original trilogy came out, so I don't really remember that these movies were already out on video and reruns. You know, um, but I always, you know, that to me, that's what I always felt is a flaw of these movies is that you see these characters in very specific times, and it just seems like there's a lot more story and a lot more going on that you don't really get to see, and it almost it almost depends on all the expanded material for you to. Yeah. To get a full understanding of what's going on, so that's the way that the, the, those are the things that I could consider faults of these movies, and and I think this movie was like, sort of the same way because it starts out and it's like, okay, Palpatine is back, he's back, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Almost like no explanation, no explanation. fucking, he's got a fucking an armada of fucking star destroyers that each have a fucking ba- a planet killing weapon on them. Yeah. You know, uh, a bunch of followers, you know, like, so of course, you know, you have the question, well, how did he survive? Well, of course, you know, okay, you can well, read he, that he, away he, and say he, the force, you know, but it's like, again, it's, it's, so it's like all the, and again, I feel like it's the same thing with the force awakens, like star killer base, like how big and massive that thing was. It's basically a planetary weapon and, and, and the death star is basically almost like a planet itself. Right. And it yep. could destroy other planets. And I always felt like, okay, wait, so they had to take X amount of time to build this death star. This fucking, it looked like star killer base was almost two or three times the size of the death star. I'm like, how do they do some shit like that? Like, how do they get these resources? Like, uh, maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but I always just feel like, oh, you just have to accept that these things just exist and that this fucking evil empire just has these things. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you don't well, have- an explanation for it, I feel. I think, I think Palpatine, you know, I equate him to like a real estate mogul, uh, <laughs> businessman kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he's probably got tons of shell corporations and making illegal backdoor transactions and, you know, everything's off the books and everything. Mm-hmm. But also, also, he was a charismatic guy before he became the emperor. He was a very charismatic senator. No oh, denying yeah. that. He could smooth talk a lot of people. Um, but I think Starkiller Base and the First Order, all of that was just to keep eyes off of what he was really doing while he was biding his time for 34 years in secret and trying to become the ultimate power in the galaxy. That's essentially what it was, you know, Starkiller base. Ooh, it's a scary thing. Is it really compared to when you have over a hundred mobile star destroyers that have a miniaturized version of the same technology that can kill a planet? Now star destroyer can do it by itself. Mm-hmm. That's some terrifying shit. Well, it was for sure. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. For me, it, it was a definitely it was a chess move because smoke was just kind of thrown at us. Um, if you just pay attention to the movies and Rebels and um, Clone Wars, smoke for me came out of nowhere. 
and mm-hmm. he was just kind of thrown in there. So that seemed like it was a directional play for um, for Palpatine, and you've seen that in this movie. Like he grew him, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he cultivated him, and, and just basically installed, instilled him, or installed him as his uh, his surrogate almost until he was powerful enough to make a play. Yeah, um, and that's what it looked like. That, I mean, that that is dope to sort of get sort of an explanation of Snoke because I, you know, again, and, and again, if you watch the original trilogy, you never really got an explanation of Palpatine back then. He was just nope. the emperor and he had this power and this is who he was. So I guess Snoke is like the same thing. But again, that's the thing. I mean, if at the time of that original trilogy, that's all you had and that's just what it was. But again, it was always sort of hinted at that there was more, but you didn't see it. Um, with the prequels, you saw it. So now with this, I feel like do we need like another prequel for this trilogy so we can see some of the backstory like i don't think it's needed but if you wanted a little bit more story as to who was this guy or how did this happen or how was he able to do this i almost feel like you do need it otherwise you just have to take it just for face value yep this is who he is this is what he's been doing he has this armada of ships and and again it's like it, it looked like more than a hundred to me. That shit looked like it was sure, thousands. It was thousands. <laughs> so, well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know a specific yeah, number. I was going yeah. a hundred out there. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was a hundred, even like you know, like it's just like okay, so you you have to man all those ships. You got to right. man all those Tie Fighters that are on those sh- or whatever yeah. those ships and are each, called now. Each Star yeah. Destroyer. Uh, a fully stocked crew, <laughs> like, man crew is thirty seven thousand five hundred plus troops. Look at that. So if if there were just a hundred of them, that's yeah. three hundred. That's three million. You know, or so however he, he kidnapping people's kids, turning them into yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, see, so that's the, so I'm glad actually you got to see a little bit of that, and it was definitely like mentioned. So and that's the thing is like you got to sort of pick it up in the dialogue to sort of know backstory so you saw it on um the planet that they wound up fucking blowing up um how the, you know the first order stormtroopers are knocking on doors and i guess basically trying to take people's kids because that's how they were recruiting and you even hear that uh, the new general um to say that hey step up recruiting after they found out about this armada that um palpatine had for the first order you know because they're like you know we need to man those ships so step up recruitment you know what i'm saying but it's still to me it's just like when you start thinking of the logic behind it i'm like man that's crazy you know because imagine what a feat it must have took to just to build star killer base out of that planet and then and then fucking and then on top of that you got this fucking armada and it's all being done in secret and i just i you i would just want to know more so to me i just felt like that's why i gave it like an eight because I, I would easily give this a nine or a 10, like, um, but it's like, I feel like it's just some of these little plot holes, which all the movies have, you have to sort of just accept what they're telling you at face value without you actually seeing how they got there. Um, it, it just is what it is. So, um, and I just, and I feel like just the Palpatine reveal for this movie, um, even though I, it's, I'm glad he's back because he's been like the major baddie in all these trilogies. Um, there was no lead up no to it. I felt like they should have, like, that to me that means they didn't really plan it that way because Agreed. you you could have dropped it or you should have dropped it at the very least in the last movie uh, yeah. a, a hint of something so i feel like just them bringing palpatine back for this even though i enjoyed it love seeing him i love the way he talks and his lines and, and stuff like that you know 
enjoyed it, but I just feel like it was last minute. And then in turn, because of that, the whole idea of Ray's lineage and her being a Palpatine and whatnot, I feel yeah. like that that was sort of shoe, shoehorned in because I did love what The Last Jedi did sort of saying, hey, you're a nobody. Like, why do you have to be anybody to, to be a player here? Like, yeah, I, I felt like they sort of turned it on its head where, you know, people are like, is she a Skywalker? Or is she like, what is she? You know, who is she? And to me, I'm like, the Palpatine review, um, even though it's like, oh, you're like, whoa, it's like, eh, it falls flat to me because they just reveal it now. Palpatine's back, and now all of a sudden she's a Palpatine. So no, no, so no build up for it. And then on top of that, they implied that Luke and Leia knew, and you would think that with everything they've gone through with against the Emperor. You know, yeah. you would think that, oh, that would be a storyline that would be played up in these movies, that if she's a yep. Palpatine, can you trust her? Can you teach her the ways of the Force? Will she go to the dark side? It's like they were sort of teasing all that, but you could get that with anybody, anybody that's Force-sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it would have packed a bigger punch if you would have known that twist maybe a little bit earlier, because um, then they could have just delved deeper into, like, damn, will she join the dark side? Like, now it's like she's inclined to join the dark side her fucking grandfather's a palpatine like you know so it's i feel like it was just almost too little too late and they were just trying to it i always felt like that it was a swerve too the whole thing with the last jedi too with them saying she was a nobody like i thought it was a cool story twist but i never felt like that was going to be the end of that i always thought that that was going to be like a misdirection no i always thought that kylo was lying to her you know but to bring up your point about that, though, to counter your point here, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, first, you know, all of the trilogies, they always started with one with no idea how they were going to end the third. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of fly by the seat of their pants from movie to movie. And that holds for all of them. You know, it would the one that is the most cohesive is the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. because that was the same writer and director on all three, same tone on all three. Mm -hmm. And you had, uh, to, you had to know even with that on the third one, the reason why those were cohesive is because you had to lead up to the next set of movies that were already written. Yeah. 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 But with this one, you know, everything's like, where's this story going to go now? I don't think they had it planned at all for Ray to be a Palpatine. I think they had several ideas of who she could be. She could have been a solo a, or a Skywalker or a Palpatine. If she was going to be anybody, she would have to be one of those three. That's the only things that would make sense to me in my head. But if you look in the force awakens and again, in um, the last Jedi, there are visual cues that lend credence to her being a Palpatine because of her lightsaber fighting style, the way she lunges forward with a stabbing motion. No other Jedi in any of the movies does that except Palpatine when he is lightsaber fighting. He does those uh, lunges and chip. Kylo, no. Kylo did it in the movie, and he's not a Palpatine. No, well, Nor he's, was also he trained by him. he's also a Sith, uh, and he was trained by Luke. No Jedi does it. No right, general. but he was trained by Luke, and he did it. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, that, that but he did it when he became, you know, dark side user. 
Uh, and that's another thing too is the whole like idea and even with the original trilogy i felt that way too with dark vader um the whole idea of redemption like hey i'm all for that shit like it's cool you redeemed yourself in the force or whatever but they're they're fucking destroying planets yeah shit you know what i'm saying so you're you're wiping out like if you think about it billions of fucking people and that and we're all good. Everything's supposed to be all good. All well, right. that, that's you know the thing, you know. You turn, you turn on your fucking, you turn on your fucking Sith Master, your Sith Lord, and you, and then everything is forgiven. You know, right. like it's just like, yeah. ugh, like ugh. it's like, oh, you saved the day about three planets too late. You know, <laughs> it's like okay, so you're you're all good with the lot again, but you're still going to be trapped for war crimes if you survive. I mean, that's the way I see it. That's why Vader had to die. That's why Ben had to die. Well, I'm going to give you all my my novice um, theory on this. And I know I'm probably wrong, but this is what I was thinking. Um, That they they knew and they had it out there. Somebody leaked it that she was going to be Luke's daughter. And somehow it got out. The rumor mill started rolling. They gave away the plot line and they had to change it because it, any uh, anything else did not make sense. Like this didn't make sense unless you put Palpatine in there and we know he was thrown in at the last minute. It wouldn't have made sense for her to be a solo because then that would have meant that she's uh, Ben's brother, which would have also meant that you got another Luke and Leia situation going on and they weren't trying to go down that road again, especially in this climate. So I just thought that 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 was the more likely reasonable route for them to take. And then it got out and they had to make a change. And I'm probably wrong on that, but that's that's how I thought this was playing out. Well, I know that either either it was JJ or one of the writers that said they wrote and filmed six different endings. Mm. Based on, yeah. So, and I think they did that to prevent the actual story from getting out. Yeah, yeah. You got to have so many conclusions that way. It's like, you know, uh, you'll almost know who gave the shit away too, right? Like, if certain uh, only people know, like, this This is how this ended, you know? Yeah. But the point if it gets out, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, you just know that they were playing her up to be somebody in The Force Awakens because there was a question of who her parents were, and that's who she's waiting for. And she's you know, feels like you know, she's looking for a place in this galaxy, you know. So, um, I mean, that was definitely there. And then, you know, like I said, then the sort of like The Last Jedi, sort of they turned that on the head. Well, your parents were nobodies, you know. And like I said, I even though I felt like that was a misdirection. I mean, I just feel like the Palpatine thing is just out of nowhere. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, like I feel like maybe they did it that way because if she would have been a Solo or a Skywalker, like legit, like through blood, um, maybe it's too predictable. But then, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? But maybe that would have just been the better way to go. I, you know? I think too that by making her a Palpatine, it makes her journey that much more interesting to me. Yeah, um, I agree because she's she's a lot like luke and she's the same age as luke when we first meet her on jakku she's 19 the same way luke was on tatooine and a new hope she is tired of her mundane life she's longing for adventure and things that seem unattainable to her she's like luke in that regard and then she hears from han that all these things that she's only heard whispers about in her life are 
real. They are true. They did happen. And she wants to be a part of that. And then she gets a taste for it. And then she's like, no, I don't want to be a part of it. But then she's in it now and she can't escape it. And she's made friends and she sees, you know, this guy here, he could be a good person if he didn't just kill like the only father figure I'd known for such a brief time. Uh, now I have to kick his ass, you know, and everybody was like, well, how can she do that? Well, innate ability, you know, instinctually she could do things. She didn't know how she could do them. But when you watch a new hope, Luke had like five minutes of force training with a little targeting droid and a conversation with Ben. He's like, stretch out with your feelings, relax, trust your instincts, you know, and that was enough for him to know how to just trust in the force, so to speak, and allow him to nail that shot on the Death Star. You and know, it's no different than Ray. Yeah, yeah, but to me, it's no different than Ray, who grew up in a tough environment with no parents, having to learn to fend for herself. I mean, we saw she had hand-to-hand combat capability. She took on two thugs that were, you know, trying to snatch BB-8 and beat them down, so she could handle herself. So she's got some training, so allowing the force to flow into her, she's a little more adept than anybody would expect it's not like oh she's such a mary sue and she's too powerful and this and that no i mean it was in her lineage so it had to be in her lineage somehow i like the idea that they say well she's a nobody gives the people the idea that hey you can become anything Mm -hmm. you know because hey that's the american dream that's what we always tell our kids but you know come on there's going to be some kids are going to be digging ditches and making shoes and that's okay because we need ditches and we need shoes yeah um (laughs) But I like the idea that, oh, anybody can become a Jedi if, you know, but they got to be force sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I think that idea was still played here, even towards the end, Mm -hmm. despite her lineage and she's a Palpatine. um, You know, she chose not to go down the path of the dark side, as so many others seem to do. Um, And despite her bloodline, you know, she overcame that and Mm -hmm. chose to be a Skywalker at the end. Like, you know, so it's it's sort of in a way choosing your own destiny, you know? And like Luke, she struggled with learning that destiny. But like Luke, she turned away from it, you know, but yeah, man, I loved her story arc. And I think by making her a Palpatine, I think it just strengthened her character and the journey that she went through. Yeah, it was definitely a night, a nightcap. Yeah, it's not, you know, not, not a deal breaker for me in any way. Like, again, like I said, I enjoyed the films, but um, that's just something that kind of stuck out to me. I'm like, okay, you know, again, because just pa- the Palpatine reveal just off the bat. I'm like, all right, cool. And, and in a way, I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad in a way they did that. So it's not like you're waiting to see him. You know, you got that shit right out the way. You're seeing mm-hmm. Kylo chopping people up, you know, getting mm-hmm. the next to go. They, you know, he gets his face to face. You know, you see the armada that he got. So the threat is basically like established again right away. Um, again, you know, this dire threat, which, you know, the resistance is always up against, you know, and um, and it's like, holy shit, you know. And uh, so, you know, you know, that in a way, like, it's just fine. It's just like, but like again, it's just like you sort of just have to accept it without knowing any kind of backstory to how we sort of got here. You have to accept that Palpatine survived somehow. Um, and he's just been building up this armada over the past, uh, what you say, 34 years, right? Since the, yeah, roughly, roughly 34 years, since, I think. Since the destruction of that second Death Star, you know, so yeah. 
you know, I'm like, to me, I'm just like, okay, you know, you saw a bunch of hooded people in the temple, you know, you're, they're just followers, you don't know who they are, you know, but you see the 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 cloning, you know, the hints of the cloning and stuff like that, because then you see in those tubes, right, you saw like, uh, I think something that looked like Snoke, mm -hmm. um, like in the tube. So again, that's another thing you would like, I would want to know more about that. Like, what was he doing? How did he install Snoke and put him into place? Like, I, and I'm sure there's probably going to be comic books that explain this stuff, but yeah. it, it would be nice to see this stuff on the screen and that's what i mean i don't yeah. mind the you know the comics kind of expanding on these things but the majority of moviegoers aren't going to read those comic books exactly you know so i feel like you need so if you're going to tell that story i feel like you need to do it visually like on the screen you know as as best you can but with these movies in general you just you they don't you just have to sort of just see it and accept it you know well, so the good more. thing about disney is that they have a open checkbook to do so with disney plus now um, to, to be able to come back and revisit these if they wanted to in some type of show. But yeah. what, I, what I also love that they did about this um, with Palpatine is that they played True Day's character. He was the master manipulator, and all through this movie, he was still trying to manipulate all the way to the end until he got what he wanted. Because mm -hmm. he, he yep. could have had Kylo um, just go ahead and, and get his granddaughter and bring him to him and you know, they ruled together and, and all this that, and the other, but he told him to kill her at some point. And it was like, kill her, take her out and let's let's rule this thing. And it was just a whole bunch of back and forth, man. And he was really trying to until he got what he wanted, he was trying to play all sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I felt like maybe was a little off because in the in the beginning when him and Kylo they meet, he tells, you know, Kylo to kill her. You know what I'm saying? And in the end, that's not what he wanted. He wanted Ray to kill him. So, you know, his life force and the force of all the Sith could go into her and basically like be reborn. So, like, let's say, what if Kylo did do what he said and fucking killed her and didn't bring her to Exegol? Like, like, so then what would have happened? <laughs> like, you know, what I'm it's just like it's, it's like it's, like I felt like that was a little contradictory. Like he should she she should have been like, bring her to me. You know, then I could be like, okay. You know, there's, you know, whatever happened at the end there, there, there's purpose for that. Well, he's like killer, but then at the end, it's like, nope, I didn't want you dead. I just, uh, you know, I want you to actually kill me. I'm like, okay, like. I think that was him manipulating the situation, though. But, but yeah, but, but you know, and that's true. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, you've seen it, and you saw in that prequel trilogy, just manipulating shit from behind the scenes as Darth Sidious, playing, you know, his role as the Chancellor and stuff like that until he gained more and more power. So, I mean, this is who that character is. But I'm just like, um, just thought that was, like, a little weird. You know, like, other characters, like the Knights of Ren, you know what I'm saying? Always heard of these guys, but you didn't see them in these films. You got right. to see them, You got to see them here briefly and then in that fight at the end but then you know Ren, you know kylo kills them all so it's like so easy too it wasn't even like it was a struggle like he went through them cats you know so so again just just like characters like captain phasma and boba fed and like like people like hype up these characters but what you see on screen doesn't to me doesn't seem to match the hype that you hear no no you know so and again, you you have it come and it probably comes from the expanded material. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying? they they they'll give you a five issue miniseries or a six issue series on the Knights of Ren where they're probably doing all this crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the rep comes from, but it's not anything that you get to see. So that's always like my thing. But that's that's also the flip side to it is that 
you know, because of the, that storytelling format that they have in these films, that it leaves it open for other people through different forms of media, like video games and comic books and cartoon series to sort of fill in those gaps. And like you said, Eric, like now that they have Disney Plus, we're going to be getting you know, future series based on Star Wars, just like The Mandalorian, um, you know, that, that could be set in certain time periods in this franchise. And, you know, so maybe that's, you know, I just played uh, Fallen Order. Have you guys played that? Are you yeah, guys, not you yet. Know, it? Yeah, uh, it's like, I don't, I don't want to like spoil the end, but you get to see a character that's like, oh, yeah. okay. And that's cool. You get to see it. It's a, it's a nice shock when you get to the end. Um, and because of the time period that the story set in, that they could do that, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it and say who it is. Yeah, it was it was good. Oh, though. I appreciate it. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I was uh, reading an interview with I can't, I think it was one of the writers. They actually said they did film a scene where Palpatine explains to Kylo Ren how he is still there, how he has returned from death. Yeah. And they cut it because they said they felt it went too off the rails and took away from the flow of the movie, which was very fast, by the way. And there was also a scene that they had done with Chewbacca fighting the Knights of Ren when they captured him. Mm-hmm. So we um, need that in. As and well. I wish they had left those two scenes in. Yeah, action. Leave an action scene in. Like throw that shit in an extended cut or something. Like yeah. I'm never gonna like really say no to that. Um, you know, or even more story. As long as it's like good and not like dull, where you're gonna be like, oh, you know. Um, I can understand sometimes for theatrical cuts, you know, why they would do something like that. Um, but man, like if it's adds to the story, leave it in. You yeah. know, like, like I love this- like that Watchmen four hundred four hour cut. Like I love that shit with all that extra mm-hmm. little bits of story like thrown in there. You know. Uh, you know, honestly, this movie actually could have been benefited from another 15 to 20 minutes just with a few little scenes added in to explain those things and show I those things. The same thing, Josh. I said the same exact thing. Give me 20, 30 more minutes, and I think this would have been a more complete thought process, a complete movie. It was still enjoyable. But 20 or 30 more yeah. minutes, I could have gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, the movie, uh, they, it did move fast, you know, like, because it did have, you know, it had that adventure, like, quest-like vibe. That was yeah. another thing, like, I know people were complaining about, like, just the basic, like, plot of it, um, you know, because it's, it's basically, like, something that you would see, like, in a video game, you know, I need to go and find this thing so I could go over here and do this, like, you know. Um, that's basically what the movie was an adventure of what to find that like wayfinder. And it's funny because in the end, like the, the one that the heroes were looking for the second wayfinder so they could find Exegol, like by the, when they found it, by the time they got all the information and did everything and found it on the death star wreckage. Um, you know, when Kylo showed up and was facing off against Ray, he destroyed it. <laughs> like, you know, so they could like they found it, but they didn't even get to really like use it. So all that shit they did to fucking get there and get that sort of just gets wiped out. And um and she uses uh you know, she uses Kylo's after she defeats them uh mm-hmm. to find the planet and stuff like that and gives the coordinates to, to everybody else. Um, you know, so like so, so so I mean it was a fun adventure and stuff like that, but then when you get to that and you sort of see the what happens and it sort of like comes to nothing. It's like, oh man, all that just, 
just for for nothing. Um, but the, again, the Kylo turn, which you know, I thought it was done well. But again, to me, it's like, man, this dude, he killed his dad, and obviously with the memory, that's his memory, and they're yeah. they're kind of showing you like that the dad forgives him, like he forgives him. So it's like, okay, and of course, you know, uh, Leia, you know, basically gave up her life. I think that's what was implied, right? Gave up her life mm -hmm. force to sort of give Ben that push to to the light side. At least yeah. that's how I interpret it. Yep. Um, I more that, or less, yeah. I thought like that she was right. holding on just long enough and it didn't become one with the force until he was redeemed and became one with the force. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool, you know. Said like, and uh, and just like what they what she what he was fighting Ray when Kylo was fighting Ray and she basically stabbed him, killed him. Like, I think it was like that touch from Leia, right? That sort of like distracted him, yep, which yep. Was let her get in like that shot with Kylo's lightsaber and then, um she healed him but it was almost like you know like killing kylo ren right and bringing like ben solo back and then and it, was, mm -hmm. and it was just that convo that he had in his head with the because you know you could see that han wasn't a force ghost um yeah he wasn't jedi or anything but it was just that memory of his dad and you sort of then that was nice that was a nice surprise to see. dude that that moment was probably my favorite moment in the film that moment hit me hard and it's like i was saying to a few others like when that happened like he hears his mom gets run through by ray who he offered to be a mentor to and she scorned him turned him turned him away then she stabs him runs him through basically almost you know he could have left him for dead but heals him and then takes off and leaving him there confused i mean that's just a moment where a confused kid needed his dad mm -hmm. and you know he comes to him and they're having that conversation it's almost word for word reconstruction of the conversation that they were having on star killer base mm -hmm. he's like i know what i need to do but i don't know if i have the strength he's like you do mm -hmm. and you know he's trying to say i love you and, and he just was like i know and yeah. i was like oh <laughs> man yes <laughs> that, that i love that scene that's yeah. probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, that one made me. Uh, that one made me drop a couple, for sure. Oh, absolutely. That's it's a great moment, you know. Um, and then and you basically, I think, almost needed that from a Harrison Ford, like to give him that nod. Like it's almost like telling us as the audience, like, yeah, like it's okay, <laughs> like it's okay, like you know, whatever he did, don't worry about it, you know. Um, but again, you know, being part of the first order, he did a lot of a lot of bad shit. Um, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, he gets his redemption there and then everything that happens at the end, you know, I thought it was pretty cool how they were, when they were fighting Palpatine at the end. And, um, you know, it's almost like Palpatine, he did want Ray to kill him, uh, but she didn't, you know, you know, by like basically handing off her lightsaber to Kylo so he could fight the, his knights. Um, that was a dope scene. Just all that, how all yeah. that happened. Um, and then she still has her lightsaber cause she had Luke and Leia's right. So, yep. You know, so um, so that was dope. So she still had a weapon. She, you know, she gave him a weapon, and they got busy. And uh, but like, okay, so she didn't kill him, and so then he attacks them, and then I guess finds out that they're like, what did they call it? Like a dyad? Like a dyad. They were a dyad in the force, which is a big thing, because the only time that's ever been mentioned before mm -hmm. was with in the Knights of the Old Republic game between Darth Revan and Bastila. 
Mm. They were the original force died. So that's kind of a big deal because Palpatine says this has only ever happened once before. So uh, explain that a little bit, Josh, because I had never, I didn't play Knights of the Old Republic. I played all the other Star Wars games, but that's the only one I missed. So explain that a little bit. Basically, you play as this character who uh, didn't have, he didn't have his memories, didn't know who he was. Turns out he was a fallen Jedi that became one of the most powerful Sith Lords there were. The Jedi captured him and they altered his memory, wiped his mind. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. So the revelation, when he finds that out, it's pretty big in the game. Yeah. That's nice way to tie something like that from that in. Cause I know that's a celebrated piece of, uh, star Wars, like media when that came out, it was an RPG, you know, from yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, just like, you know, just the, the amount of story, the lore, everything, like it was just very highly regarded. It became expanded, <clears throat> expanded universe after the Disney takeover, but they uh it's nice for them to bring something like that in you know again for the casual moviegoer they're not going to know what that is no uh, for anybody that delves a little bit deeper that's kind of cool you know and, and he was draining their forces like it was kind of cool to see how it healed them and stuff like that made them look like a palpatine of old like you know from the original trilogy um you know and uh and then of course you know that dude just has no luck when he's fucking blasting people with fucking his force lightning <laughs> you know she fucking deflects that shit back at him destroys him it's almost like i feel like that's cliche too like you know what i'm saying like that's the way he he kind of goes out like okay like um but just said it, but I thought it was a cool visual, like seeing how everything came down. And you saw, like, even like all his followers getting crushed by the fucking rocks and the stone. Mm-hmm. And that, shit. that shit was like, whoa, you know, for a fucking, and, you know, it's not really that graphic, but yeah, I mean, you, if you blink, it's almost like you miss it. But, you know, it's still a, a Disney film, you know, kids watch it sort of shit. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. you're seeing just fucking thousands of people just catching it, you know, fucking getting crushed by these rocks. Okay guys, another quick timeout so I can invite you all to The Cool Table. Please pull up a chair. The Cool Table is a podcast hub for like-minded content and shows including favorites like Enter the Realm, Breaking the Mold, Nerd Rage Radio, Stasis Lock, Shattercast Uncut, Toy Detox, Building Up To It, Fresh Communication, Beer and Bolters 40k, and this very show, Verbally Challenged. You can find and like The Cool Table page on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest content. Subscribe to all these shows on Spotify, iTunes, google play or your favorite podcast apps join the cool table today you know and then the whole shit at the end too like i thought that was just uh you know sort of like convenient just all the ships coming you know they had hope they didn't know if anybody was actually going to be coming but thankfully lando and all of them was able to recruit other people throughout the you know from the core galaxy um and brought thousands of ships to help out with the first order because honestly that little like the resistance for how many however many fucking ships that they had uh they should have been wiped out like easily by that Mm -hmm. star destroyers there's no no fucking way they should have lasted as long as they did you know, until the cavalry like arrive, you know, I understand, you know, whatever, it's a movie. But um just if you think about it, what they were facing down, um, no fucking way, you know, no fucking way. Right. And um, so I felt like that was just a little bit okay. You know, Palpatine seemed super powerful, you know, when he was force lightning like all the ships in the air and everybody was falling. It's like, whoa, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. That that scene in itself, I was like, Man, they really make you feel like it's no hope 
and this movie actually might end on a bad note. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just like also just wondering, like, because they, they almost did the same thing, like at the end. And I think even Poe said it in this movie. He was like, the, at Crate, they sent out like a message, you know, to the people, you know, the resistance is fighting back. You know, this is their stand against like the first order, and nobody fucking comes. Like, you know, and Luke Skywalker comes back, and that and that was sort of like what I took from the Last Jedi. It's like he comes back, um, and he's like inspiring hope because that's why you see yeah. the, the kids at the end. Like they're they hurt. You see them playing. You know what I'm saying? And doing and reenacting like the fight. You know what I'm saying? So like obviously like word of that battle spread. You know word that Luke. Skywalker came back, faced down the First Order. So I thought that would have been that spark, like to ignite like hope again in the galaxy. But then Poe says, like, yeah, like nobody came, nobody showed up, you know, and you know, so it was almost like they did it then, nobody showed up. So they were like really putting it out, you know, putting themselves out there that, you know, when Lando went out in the Falcon to try to recruit people, you know. You figured he would have like fucking failed, but I guess maybe actually going in person that was the difference. I don't know. Lando's too smooth for anybody to turn him down, man. That's what it is, you know. And 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 that and and that's also like just it works also, every time. <laughs> nice to see him also, but that's also you know it just it seemed like a just a token nostalgic like addition to the movie, you know. Like yep. you, you like did he really need to be there? Like no, but it was kind of cool, you know, to see that. And um and it seemed like at the end there too, like uh, maybe they're gonna play it up, maybe in a Disney Plus series or a future movie. Like it looked like they were teasing that uh what was her name, Jana was like the daughter, yeah. the daughter or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. there were um, we'll see. There's those visual guides, the visual dictionaries that are supplemental material to each movie they've been doing. Okay, and they kind of hint that she might be in that. Hmm. So, so he he lost his daughter to, um, to the Republic. Then at some point, um, he had a family. He had a daughter. She was taken by the First Order. Hmm. She was taken by the First Order. So they teased the fact that she could possibly be his daughter. Yeah, um, that's, that's what it's something like. that they want to wanted to explore but you know was cut for time yeah i heard that 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 little thread was cut for time but it did seem like it was still like implied there and even that the fact that they left that in would make me think like oh maybe they plan to explore that you know because i know like these movies are, are supposed to be done but do you think that they're gonna do like future maybe disney plus series like featuring these characters or side stories like featuring these characters Maybe down the line, mm -hmm. but not in the immediate future. Okay. Um, I sure, I sure hope so, man. I, I sure hope so because um, I, I want to know more, like you, um, on screen. I don't want to have to go and and do a deep dive into this because I know where that's going to lead. But um, I need, I need a little more, and I would like to see a little bit of a Poe story, uh, and and even. Um, uh, crap, his name's escaped. Finn? Finn. Yes, Finn. Uh, well, they were kind of implying that Finn may be Force-sensitive. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because you can't... That's what he was wanting to tell Ray, like, before they no. got sucked. Yes. It seemed to me like what he wanted to tell her was that he loved her. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
yeah, that's I heard that's what JJ said. Like, but again, so that's something that when you show something like that on screen, people could that that could cause confusion because that's what you would think. Like he likes Ray, so maybe he wanted to tell her that he liked her, you know, even though like you could see like from her end that that you know he yeah. was in the friend zone like all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, but like maybe that you know you saw like in the Force Awakens, and you sort of kind of like touchy feely with her in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and you know, so was, and then he's always like, you know, where's Ray? Where's Ray? Like, so it's implied that he kind of like likes her because he's on her mm-hmm. shit. You know, I, I, that's how I felt. You know, but you know, so but it was not reciprocal, obviously. No, and oh, you, you know, she's 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 also like his first real friend. So yep. So, you know, it's um, so for them to, if you know, if he was going to just say that, he should have just said it because they were making it seem like a big deal. Like, like they could have died sinking into that, you know, whatever, that quicksand or whatever that they were in. Um, so he's not going to say it. And then when he was about when him and Poe were about to get shot down by the first order, um, you know, before Hux was like, oh, I'm the mole. You know, he was like, he was like, "Were well, you gonna tell Ray?" And he's like, "Oh, like you wanted." They kind of made a joke out of it, and it's yeah. like, "You guys were about to be killed. You could have just told them. Why? Why not just tell them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the big deal?" And then at the and then through they tease that like like that like he they tease it during the quicksand scene. They tease yep. it like that during that scene, um, and then you don't really get the payoff in the movie. Yeah, because you know? like, what, so what that, would she benefit from knowing that he's force sensitive? You know, so 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 why? So that to me, it's like rebirth why, of the Jedi Order. Yeah. yeah, but that's not like for her. That's not her end all, her end all, her be all. But for him, he'd benefit actually telling the person that he loves that he loves her. And for her, you know, he would. I mean, people on the outside would think, okay, she benefits from actually finding a, a true companion. That's I don't get the I don't get the him having a need to to tell her he's force sensitive. It, it does nothing for that movie, you know. Or but he, or even if he like he he should have told her at the end. Like even if it wasn't so, going to be like oh Ray I like you. Like if they didn't do that, if it was that like hey I'm force sensitive, he should have said it because it yeah. was something that was brought up earlier in the movie. But they don't even say it, so it's not paid off. So to me that 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 was another kind of that thread in the movie. That's, that's like why well, he, it, that was the, a miss. That was at a mess. At the end, when he's on that Star Destroyer that they've taken the cannon out, when Ray dies, mm-hmm. he feels it. And oh, no. You can see it on his face that he feels no, no, it. No, we know it. That, no, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. that's cool. And I, and I thought that was fine. Like that, because I picked that up. Like when they were implying that, that he, and yeah, even when they were going to the Star Destroyer, and he was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's, that signals on that ship. And he's like, I just, I feel it. Like I know, you know, so they, they did imply that. Like that's fine. Yeah. But but since they, he was like, hey, Ray, I got to tell you something, and he never told her at the end, it's like, why? Why did you mm-hmm. say that, though? Like, yeah. you shouldn't have even said that. That's yeah. true. And that, that is something that leads me to believe that not soon, but down the line, they we'll might resurrect these characters. Yeah. And it would be a shame if they didn't, because I think, you know, for the most part, like, you know, we're all watching this as adult Star Wars fans, but I'm sure like a lot of kids love these characters and I'm sure they would probably yep. love to see them again at some point. Yep. Do you think they're going to do wait 30, you know, another 20 years or 30 years or, or will they do something a lot? Oh, soon? at least uh, five to six before they'd even consider it. 
Yeah, because they 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 are probably going to work on the next set of of movies, and well, they have been working on them already. But um, I think well, there's that 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 time to breathe before they kind of, and they might give you some filler, like like we said on Disney Plus. But I think they're going to give that a little time to breathe. That might not come out until these movies are getting ready to come out. You might see a little prequel show or something like that. Since um since this is supposed to be like I guess the end of the saga films like the Skywalker saga, do you think that any future films in this franchise are just gonna wind up being like sort of like side stories, just little kind of like one offs that just take place in this universe? I think you'll see one offs like that, but what I'm hoping and what's been heavily rumored, uh, and Kathleen Kennedy herself has said they want to do something in the old Republic era. So that's where I want to see them go. Okay, I'd be down um, for that. I'd be down for the old Republic stuff. Yeah, because that's, the, that's cause, before the Jedi really got deep and and thick, right? Well, the Jedi, well, were, I mean, the Jedi were around. They were around then, but it, but that's like thousands of years ago, like two or three thousand years ago, right? Like that old Republic timeline. Well, like, like for instance, the Knights of the Old Republic series that dealt with Dar- Darth Revan, mm-hmm. that was like three thousand years prior to the current stuff yeah see so that's crazy so the, i mean so you could the, the whole that whole that world could be something completely different then there's limitless stories they could yep. tell and set mm-hmm. in the star wars universe they don't need to ever revisit the skywalker saga mm. but if they ever chose to do so i'd be fine with it as long as they're still giving me other new stories outside of that i'm happy yeah i don't want them to mess up anything um, and I think you you have a tendency to do so when you go and revisit something that's supposed to be closed. Um, so I don't want them to if they did it, I, I'd be happy with like a cartoon or something. But I don't want a movie. Okay. All right. Just it's, for fear of them, I don't I don't want them to ruin. I just don't want it to be ruined, man. I don't want them to mess up what's already there. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they will. I just for me, this is closed. This is done. Add a couple of little side pieces, maybe like a couple more side movies, side mm-hmm. side stories, but don't do anything that's really going to affect the saga. The saga is is okay where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those legacy characters, as you could see, like you know, they they killed Han and Seven. You know, Luke and Eight. You know, here Leia went down. You know that, and you know Lando was still alive and kicking, I guess, and Chewbacca. But the base, oh. everybody else from that original trilogy is is, oh. is done. You know, so um, when, the the way they handled Leia's death in this movie, I thought was tastefully done. Yes, and yep. Chewbacca's reaction to learning that she had died while he was away. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! When he went, he went to his knees, and he's just howling into the sky and pounding the ground and just Mm -hmm. flailing his arms about oh man dude that was so powerful yeah it was another one that was another tearjerker for me yep yep because you know he's realized he's like i'm the last one you know i mean yeah i got this dumb golden droid still but (laughs) it's just like the people that were most important to him are gone Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the people he came up with, man, and I mean, he lost his homeboy right off, right off the bat. Yeah, and these new sets, but it's crazy. Somebody, I heard it somewhere. Um, I, it might have been on Nerd Rage, and someone was saying that basically all these sagas are through either CPO or um, 
or R2-D2's eyes? Well, that, that's something that George Lucas has been saying ever since the first trilogy, is that these movies, while they're about these characters, it's the story of these characters told through the eyes of R2-D2 and C-3PO. That's crazy. And that's and you can see that totally, 100%. Because these things haven't gone, except for what, BB-8 was like the, the new... And now BB-8. Yeah, yeah, but like you, man, this is... Nah. It, that seems to be their MO, especially if you played the game. And I, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil anything either, but like droids seem to be what they do here. Never underestimated droid. <laughs> yep. That was played up. Well, you saw that like when Leia sold that to Ray. And then during that uh, speedster chase, um, Ray said it. Dude, I love 3PO in this movie. Yeah, this was probably the best he's ever been because, like, he, absolutely, they, the, the, the droids were always like comic relief, and that's always what I've liked the least about like any of these films is like the way yes. they've done the comic relief. Like, it, that's always the stuff that makes me cringe. The, in from the original trilogy, it's always the the three R two D two stuff, and it's like, ugh, you know, no, I didn't mind it in the original trilogy, even though there's some corny ones in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the comic relief from them then i really did not like the comic relief of 3po george r in the first movie and 3po in attack mm-hmm. of the clones oh my god yeah he's like oh i'm really beside myself oh this is such a drag you know when his head's on the battle droid body and then he gets separated yeah. and he sees his legs go by and yeah. oh <laughs> just so bad it's crazy because I actually enjoyed that. I, I that stuff was funny to me. But again, yeah. I'm coming in as somebody who didn't get to experience the originals until later on. So that was all yeah. I knew. I was like, "Oh, this is funny." Yeah. So you, was- so you oh, so you saw the original. You saw the prequel trilogy first, and then the yeah. oh, so it's like oh, so that's crazy. So what did you think about that? Like seeing it in in that order? Well, actually, if you saw Phantom Menace, then you probably is that when you went back and saw the original. Um, yeah, so I knew who Darth Vader was, but my cousin kind of spoiled it before I saw Phantom Menace because I I had told her I was like I'm not going to watch a Star Wars movie in a the movie theater. I didn't like these as a kid. It's not yeah. worth it. She was like, you gotta go because they're about to tell you everything. And I said mm-hmm. everything like what she said. Well, Darth Vader is really Anakin, and you're gonna see Anakin in this movie. And yada yada. I was like, all right, I'll go I'll go watch it, and I loved it. I fell mm-hmm. in love with it, and. That's what made me go back, and it made sense. So I got a chance to watch it from the beginning all the way to the end. And for a, a novice who gets to watch the movies like that, this was an incredible ride. Yeah, yeah. I think when you take it on, like overall, it's it's it is epic, and um, and you and, and it's very very clear to see why there's so many people that love this stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. um, I could understand, you know, the varying degrees of you know people liking Star Wars or not, or you know outright hating it. But I mean, you could see like what's there, like you know, and how endearing those original films were. You know what they try to do with this technology at the time with the prequels, and then sort of this um you know sequel trilogy almost being like a love letter to like the original and then just trying to take it and and move it forward you know like so many years later you know and try to inject something new into it so i think when you take it overall 
um it's an incredible saga you know i, I would recommend it um to anybody you know i really like after this one because i'm like you know like i said besides like these little plot holes and stuff like that like i'm really i really enjoyed this one um you know so it's gotten me like back into the media you know like now having the disney plus i start you know watch started watching like the films because like again i wasn't that familiar with like phantom menace or the attack of the clones like those are the ones i've watched the least so i went back and watched those and and uh and i've been going back and like watching all of them so it's been enjoyable to jump back in you know and then you know playing that fallen order game and then and even battlefront 2 uh which i hadn't played in a while but that's like been improved a lot since when i had first picked it up and um and that's cool because you know that lets you play as all these legacy characters you know you could play as you know kylo darth vader luke han leia you know um so that's pretty cool yeah and what's, then, al what's also cool man is that it, you have a, a bunch of aha moments when you do it that way like like you were just saying you you gone back and watched it and you're like ah this this starts to connect and this dot goes here and that line mm -hmm. goes here ah this makes sense and that's how the movies did it for me but um piggybacking off what you guys are saying about uh, 3po what i enjoyed about that last movie was how much more of an integral piece he was into um, this saga like he was he was he was that guy like he was, <laughs> you didn't know how much you needed him at that one point until he revealed that piece of information so i was like oh oh never knew that never thought about it that way no funny like because it's it was almost like a almost like a little bit of comic relief but you know because it's like oh like you know I, I could read this but i can't tell you what it is and then they lose the dagger and but they find out that it's still like recorded his memory banks but he still can't tell them what it is like, yeah and um and interesting that they sort of tied it in because it's like it's it's something that probably palpatine did from back in the day right that they can't read like sith language because so maybe like in case they ever you know they can't basically tell anybody about the sis plans the yeah. Sith's plans or, or whatever they're trying to do you know so that's kind of like interesting a little interesting wrinkle but again you got to be a, one of those you know guys that are deeper into it to pick up things like that so. well it's like a forbidden language too you know mm -hmm. because the sith are supposed to be the most evil of ancient evils mm -hmm. yeah. so that's why it's a violation of his programming you know i think it's a forbidden language yeah. yeah, but see, I didn't I didn't even take it like you needed to be a, a deep dive type of person. That made sense. It, it, it made sense as to why he wouldn't be able to. I mean, he kind of explained it. He was like, no, can't do this because we're not mm -hmm. supposed to. And this is why. And it made me wonder who did it that way. And when somebody brought up, OK, it could have been what Palpatine did. I was like, mm, that makes sense, especially since he was so close to Anakin. But what I hated that we didn't get not uh people were throwing these rumors out like we would get it was that we didn't i still don't know who birthed anakin who's his father and i thought we would get a, a couple pieces of that into this too so i was looking they that's the thing they kind of did in the comics but they backtracked they backtracked. one of the one of the guys that worked on the comics though that was also he was like a consultant on the comic uh, and also on this movie is trying to say no nope, that's not nope. the message we were trying to send nope no yeah they were trying to say uh like palpatine uh, manipulated sort of manipulated the mid i guess the midichlorians or whatever he made all them tiny little midichlorians carry all them tiny little palpatine sperms up in the shmi 
you know, that's what <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, they did like they had a, a picture of uh, who was it, Anakin's mom, and you see Palpatine yeah. sort of like as a ghost force goes behind her, but with his hand gesturing like at the belly, like if it was him, sort of maybe putting like you know that I guess into her. But uh, but then like you said, Josh, the consultant you know that basically oversees like the media and looks over all that. Um, they said they wouldn't have let that fly if that's what they thought people were going to take from it. Like, he's like, that's not what they like intended to convey with that picture. But, but again, that's in a comic book that is, yeah, supposed to be canon, but moviegoers, the majority of ain't going to ever read or whatever. So, you know, so I get, so, and again, like, look at, look at what happened with all the old expanded stuff, all that stuff back then was supposed to be canon because it was overseen by whatever Lucas and whoever. So they made sure that every, media comic books or whatever everything was sort of like in line with their vision and it matched and but all that doesn't count now and so all this marvel stuff that actually i've downloaded a lot of that stuff i've been reading like some of the Darth vader stuff and it's it's been those vader books are good yeah you know it's it's and and that's and like i said that is like a kind of like a boon because you know there is so much time that's not explored in these films so you could just go in and tell a tale here and tell a tale there um you know that's tell their tale everywhere (laughs) tell tale (laughs) (laughs) you know so um that's that's the great thing so some of those comic book stories like have been really, really good. Um, the only thing is, is like there's so much stuff, like some of the stuff I've read, like a lot of the stuff happens with the core characters, like, and it's supposed to be like in between these films, like in between start in between like, um, you know, a new hope and empire strikes back and, and they having confrontations like with Vader and the empire and stuff like that. But then you don't get the sense of that, like in the, when you're seeing the films. <laughs> so that's, that's why to me, like it still doesn't count, even like though it's still supposed to be like canon. You know, yeah. you know, um, I want to I want to make an uh, amendment to a statement that I made earlier mm-hmm. where I said, don't mess up my stuff. Just leave it as it is. Um, I'd be willing to watch a movie, a series of movies, if you will, that led up to how we get Anakin. And then you start Phantom Menace. I'd be willing to watch that. But not that the whole thing was about that so like if these were their own separate stories and a series of movies or something that took place in the star wars universe and then it led into okay this is how shmi got pregnant and boom there you come anakin and now go watch these other movies if you want more information It's funny though, because it's like it's true. Like, I wonder why they leave that sort of like a question mark. Like, because I don't even think they're ever really gonna like explore that if this saga, like, is, is supposed to really be done, right? right? Yeah. So, you know, like, I think it could probably just be bullshit. Like, she said supposedly she didn't hook up with anybody and got pregnant, but maybe she did. Like, maybe she was good. drunk one night, and that's how she ended up being into slavery. Yeah. 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 Like, it, like, I don't like I don't know why it has to be like a big thing. It's just it's just what was said, but you know, she couldn't, you know, maybe was not telling the truth, you know. Um uh, you know, I don't know. But uh, to me it's like that's it's almost like irre- irrelevant now because you see where that character, you know, from a child to a teen to adult and and how that all played out. So it's like do you really need to know that at this point? Um 
it's right probably it's it's probably something that they could just expand like in the comic or touch on almost like they did in that comic panel that josh mentioned um and 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 it's almost like they could say whatever they want um but as far as the movies it, it won't really matter just kind of like yeah. the, the netflix shows for these marvel for this marvel mcu like you know doesn't matter like you know um it's just yeah. shit yeah, right. it's just stories that they told you you know so yeah all right, so you know, good stuff, man. So you know, like like you guys, I enjoyed the film. Like I said, my number is an eight out of ten. You guys said nine out of ten. So, um, you know, if anybody's been listening, you know, we, we, of course we spoiled the hell out of this film. Um, but if you, you know, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, you know, go back, take a second look. Sometimes you know you don't see things the first time you watch a movie, or you know, some you might be distracted in a theater or whatnot. So I'm definitely yeah. gonna, gonna watch it again. And um, I, I found it very enjoyable. Um, and as much as I enjoyed The Last Jedi as well, like I think I enjoyed this one more. Um, because like to me, like as much I did enjoy The Last Jedi, but I felt like the like you could have cut the whole 15 or 20 minutes of the film with that whole side quest with um Finn and and rose and because to me like that didn't really like amount to anything you know um which was part of like what i liked about the movie like the last shot because i think like it showed like the heroes failing yes know? like that, yes. that like that mission failed you know poe in the beginning wanted to take out that dreadnought and they did but a lot of fucking resistance members died so that's almost like considered a failure and then it's almost like they even failed at the end like it's like almost yes. like they try to do they they failed you know so that so i dug that because it's, it's like you know what sometimes the heroes don't always win you know that's what i loved about the last jedi because it gave us something we had never seen the rebels failing miserably left and right i mean yeah we saw them lose hoth but you know who was going to stay there long term let's be fair Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and nothing like this. They this was, it was detriment. It was, I wouldn't say detrimental, but it was. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was devastating. A, yeah, <laughs> it was devastating to a point to where they were on the brink of giving up. Mm-hmm. They were almost done. They were almost wiped out. Like if it wasn't for Luke, whatever, like just sort of delaying the first order just enough to allow them to get away, um, they would have been snuffed out, you know? So yep. it, it, it was dire. It was really dire in that last film, you know? And here you could see they sort of regroup, recover. They definitely weren't like, didn't have way more than they did in the last one. Um, but they seem to be like slightly better off and, um, you know, and still, you know, desperate taking that last end at the end and then having that hope, um, you know, that Lando would recruit, you know, all the people in the galaxy to come and help out, which they did. You know, you saw that armada of just ships, all these different types of ships that came to help out with the, all the, that fleet of Star Destroyers. And, and some yeah. cool, very recognizable ships, too. Yeah. Um, I know they had the ghost in there. Yeah. Uh, they also had, if you were familiar with Shadows of the Empire, um, the novel and video game and comic book tie-in mm. that bridged the gap between Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Mm. They uh, Dash Rendar's Outrider was in the shots in the final nice. battle. Nice, which was very cool. See, that's cool. You know, it's nice to you know, of course, to, to, to throw in all those Easter eggs. You know, the scene at the end with Ray when all the Jedi were talking to her, telling her to get up, like yeah. supposed to be the voices of a lot of past Jedi, like a Jedi that we hadn't seen in these films. You know, characters from like the Clone Wars and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah they so- they used uh, Ahsoka. They used Kanan Jarrus. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Maul, which was good. 
Not Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Mace Windu. Mace. Yeah, Mace Windu, uh, Anakin, uh, Obi Wan, both young and old versions. Mm-hmm. So there were, a, and there were a few others. So that was cool that they did that. Yeah. So again, you really have to sort of be hardcore to know, like to be able to pick out each one. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but just sort of nice that they throw stuff like that in there. And like when yeah. you mentioned Josh, like with the ships, when you saw, you know, the, all the ships at the end. Um, you know, the casual moviegoer wouldn't know it, but if you know it, like there, there you go, it's in there. You know. So yep. uh, that's nice when they do things like that. Yeah, man. You know, so like, yeah, so a good way to wrap it. You know, I think it was nice. You know, they, they played on the, they played the nostalgia. You had these legacy characters in there. So it's almost like a nice wrap up to their story. Like, even though the original trilogy wrapped it up, you know, with a nice little bow, you know, they destroyed the second Death Star. They partying on Endor. Everything is good. Um, but here as, as like an expansion for like a new generation, it was nice uh, to put like the cap on, on the legacy characters. And, and then hopefully maybe they can move forward um, with some of these new characters, um, you know, someday. Like, I, you know, I really would think it would be a shame if they just left it like this with just these three movies when some of these characters, they definitely have potential to branch out and, and, and do things like in this franchise. So, you know, we'll see, you know, now with Disney plus and everything, you know, sky's the limit. Um, you know, I think there's, you know, talk of what, like an Obi-Wan series coming out with, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, with this guy that played him from the prequel trilogy. Yeah, so you and McGregor is yeah. coming back. And look at that, like so many years later from when the, you know, that prequel trilogy, you know, came out, you know, so it's like, look, you'd like never say never, you never know what we're going to get, you know, so, um, all right, let's wrap on that guys. I really appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, before we check out for the evening, why don't you let the people listening know where they could find you on social media? So Eric, I'll start with you, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, Eric and Siobhan in the Facebook groups. Yes, I share a account <laughs> with my wife, but uh, it's strictly because we have a foundation, which you can also find on um, Facebook at Kennedy's Village, where we are working hard to find a cure for sickle cell and bridge the gap um, between sickle cell research and care. I'm also on uh, Instagram, Eric. No, actually, it's uh, Mr. Underscore Edub82, where you can find my, uh, my toy photography. So, yeah, man. All right. Sweet. And Josh? Uh, you know, my regular name on Facebook. It's a public profile. So if you wish to follow me on social media accounts such as Twitter or Instagram, you can do so there because they're linked there. Uh, as for shows you can catch me on, every Friday I do a show with my friend Greg called All Cued Up. Uh, one week we cover... Uh, review and discuss streaming only uh, shows that you can only see on things like HBO or or not HBO but um, Netflix, Disney Plus, etc. And then next week we just kind of shoot a shit and talk about anything we want, uh, you know, like the B sides, if you will. Uh, you can also catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figure Banging with Jose when he can make it here and Ace and the other fellas. And then you can also catch me on Friday nights on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a little show called MPSP Theater. Yeah, man. And that's me. Yo, and I forgot one last thing. Um, yeah, check out the Rock, Rock Watch on Facebook. We do that from time to time. Uh, Dust primarily does it, and I co-host with him from time to time. So, yeah, and if anybody is feeling froggy and wants to get in, 
and we typically throw the link out so feel free to join that yeah man don't be shy guys like we always stress that like when we throw the hangout links out there on the after shows come hang out chill it's it's the most fun you'll have like doing i always say doing these shows is fun but when you jump into those unbroadcasted hangouts that's where everybody really gets to know each other everybody lets their hair down that's like where the real fun happens so anybody listening mm-hmm. definitely don't be shy if you're in the facebook group from the collectors look out for those links and hop in hang out you know so you got to do it's easy so uh once again guys thanks for hanging out and uh, we're gonna hang out again very very soon because uh we're also gonna be discussing the mandalorian on a future episode of verbal challenge so look out for that as well guys uh thanks again and uh see you soon hey thanks for having me again jose no doubt peace, peace.